This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Brewers on Tap. Episode number 55 of Brewers on Tap. I'm Lane Grindle, your host of the podcast, and a lot coming up over the course of the next 20 minutes or so here on Brewers on Tap. Some transactions for the Brewers. Let's start with that. Yadiel Rivera option to Colorado Springs after the All-Star break. That made room for Zach Davies, who was recalled after that really paper move as much as anything to get him some rest and to get an extra roster spot for a bat before the All-Star break came about. Michael Blazik, also optioned to Colorado Springs in this past week. Corey Knable is recalled. He has pitched a couple of times since coming back up from AAA. Post-All-Star break, look at the crew. Of course, got back into action on Friday and took a loss in Cincinnati. At the hands of the Reds, it was a 5-4 game. Scooter Jeanette hit his eighth home run of the season. Then Saturday, the offense erupted a 9-1 victory for Jonathan Lucroy and the crew. Lucroy hit his 12th home run. Ernan Perez hit his 5th. Jimmy Nelson worked 7 scoreless innings, allowing just 6 hits in that contest. Then on Sunday, a heartbreaker for the Brewers in that finale against the Reds in Cincinnati. A 1-0 loss. Billy Hamilton scored on a pass ball in the bottom of the ninth after back-to-back 2-out walks. Zach Davies, we just told you about him getting recalled. Boy, was he good in his first start after the All-Star break. Seven scoreless innings, five strikeouts against zero walks. He only allowed four hits in the contest, but again, a one nothing loss for the crew, and they lost the series two games out of three. An off day in Pittsburgh on Monday for the crew, and then on Tuesday night, a tough one again against the Pirates this time. Junior Guerra, tough first inning, gave up a couple of runs, and then he was really good the rest of the way as he gave up uh, just six six innings of three-hit baseball and just those two runs allowed for the right-hander for the crew. But a 3-2 loss, all the same to the Pirates. After tying it up in the top of the ninth for the crew on a couple of hits, one off the bat of uh, Aaron Perez being the big one that drove in a run to tie it up at two. Then in the bottom of the ninth inning, uh, Josh Harrison led off with a triple, throw to third, hit the runner, went into the camera bay. Harrison then was awarded home, and the game ended that way. So a 3-2 win for the Pirates. So it's been a tough road trip so far for the crew. It'll continue uh, Wednesday night and Thursday night before the crew comes home for a big series against the Cubs at Miller Park this weekend. Hey, something else you need to be checking out if you're coming out to the games this weekend or over the course of the next week. It's here until July 31st. That's the Hall of Fame Tour. It is really cool. You can get uh, tickets by going to halloffametour.com. It's set up right in the parking lot of Miller Park, and it is really cool. I had a chance to go through it last week. 
Uh, just a, a special experience for you to bring your kids out, a lot that they can learn, and a lot of cool memorabilia that's there as well. You have uh, Jackie Robinson's cap uh, from the 1955 World Series that, that he wore. you got Harry Carey's glasses in there. But you also have some real cutting-edge stuff as well. My favorite part was the virtual reality lounge where you put the virtual reality headsets on. Uh, you feel like you're on the field while Bob Melvin is making a pitching change for the A's. All sorts of cool stuff really puts you in the game, and it's a special, special thing that you need to check out. Uh, if you're coming to any of the ball games coming up before July 31st, and we'd like to see you out there. All right, let's catch up with the crew and manager, Craig Count. Let's catch up with the crew. This is Brewers on Tap TV, Lane Grindle with the manager of the Milwaukee Brewers, Craig Council, and the first half is in the books, and so good time to kind of take a look back at, at what transpired with the Brewers through the first half and, and look ahead to the second half of this season. Let's let's start with, in general, you know, your thoughts on how this team performed and, and grew up as the first half went along. Um, you know, I mean, I think we... Uh you know, I, I don't. I don't like evaluating the first half because I don't think it makes any sense. I don't think we sit there at the half of football season and mm-hmm. look back. I think you look forward, and I think um, I think we, we look forward at what uh, what's ahead of us, the challenges ahead of us, how we impact um, these guys to get a little better through the next half, how we continue to to do some of the the positive things we did um, in the first half. So, you know, it's at this point to me, this is a look forward time. You know, it's it's. Um, you know how do we how do we keep getting better? Um, how do we push the needle forward with a couple of our guys and, and some specific kind of targets with some guys that we want to work on? So that's that's kind of the message uh, that I'm talking about with the coaches and, and and we'll talk about with the players. You have some young guys that have performed very well so far. Um, some young experience-wise, maybe not as young age-wise. And I would start with Junior Garrett. What a what a job he's done so far and really developed that splitter into being a big-time pitch for him. Well, juniors, you know, it's really a case of a scouting find and, and, the, and the kind of players that, uh, you know, we're in the place to give some opportunity to. Um, and he, he's been, a, you know, he's been a real important player for us and just that he's solidified our starting rotation, you know, a spot in our starting rotation. I mean, um, you know, Taylor Youngman and, and Willie Peralta struggled to start the season and, and are in Colorado Springs right now. So... You know, having having somebody step forward, you know, Zach Davies has stepped forward um, in, in a big way as well. But but Junior has certainly stepped forward in, in, a, in a huge way and um, been a great find for us. Jonathan Viard, another good example of a, of a great find for the Brewers, and putting up big numbers and, and just doing a lot of different things to impact the game in general. Yeah, I think Johnny's a case of a player who um, I think he's a talented player who who got to the big leagues really fast. Um, you know, he. he he kind of went through his growing pains at a young age, at a really young age, and he struggled a little bit. Probably lost his way a little bit. Um, then didn't really get, get that next opportunity that he really needed after he had really made some adjustments. So we were able to give him that opportunity, and it's a talented player who's who's been given another opportunity and probably needed to go through some of those failures um, to be better at this next opportunity. So that's a player that. You know, not necessarily Jonathan Villar, but there's going to be circumstances like that. And it might be a guy's first chance, and he might fail, and we might have to stick with him. Um, so 
but Johnny's made the most of um, you know this opportunity, and he's he's played at a really high level. He's been a, he's been an exceptional leadoff hitter. I mean, you, you you know he's a leadoff hitter on a championship team. That's that's how well he's played. How pleased have you been with the veteran leadership mixed in with so many young guys on this team? Seems like that that has gelled well so far. We, we've. You know, one thing I've been pleased with is I think we've got a good group of, of guys, and I think they, they pull for each other, they root for each other, they care about each other, um, they understand each other, they understand that they're at different stages in their career, they respect that. Um, and, and really, um, you know, Aaron Hill was a, was a huge part of that, he really was. Um, you know, players that he, he, Aaron had a great way of seeing everybody's perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a, a, a harder thing than it seems. I think um, a lot of people think they can see other people's perspective, but, but it's not as easy as it sounds. And Aaron, Aaron really could genuinely see other people's perspective. And it, uh, it, it made him wise, I would say, and, and allowed him to, uh, to approach, approach problems and approach uh, ways to help players in a very different way. One last thing before I let you go. You, know, you mentioned looking ahead to the second half. What are the things you want to see out of this club over the second half of the season? Well, I, th- I think, you know, we're, there's going to be guys, I think, that are, you know, continue to get opportunities. I mean, Ramon Flores is a guy who we've committed a lot of playing time to. Um, and Ramon, you know, I, I think Ramon needs to have a good second half. He's he's a, he's a player that that I think has a chance to have a, a much better second half um, than he did. I think um, you know, I think a player like Jimmy Nelson um, still has you know another step to go this season. Um, I think he started out really well. He kind of ran into a little bit of a you know a couple about a four or five start uh, stretch where he struggled a little bit, but I think he really has another step to take. This, this this season to, to jump into next year. So, and then you know I think we continue. I, another part of the, the the team that we haven't talked about is our bullpen, which has been a you know to me a, a real consistent group. And um, some names have kind of moved back and forth there. But um, you know Will Will Smith and Thornburg and Jeffers have really really formed to me a, a pretty solid group at the back. Carlos Torres has been very consistent. Blaine Boyers overall been very good. So. Um, you know, hopefully, just getting keeping that group solid and, and performing well, I think, is really going to help us, um, you know, maintain and win some games in the second half. Council, appreciate it. Thanks so much. All right, Lane. Thank you. Great Council with us here on Brewers on Tap TV. Checking in on the farm. All right, as we check in on the farm, we start in AAA Colorado Springs, where the Sky Sox have had their struggles. Through Monday's games, they had lost five straight. Uh, Josh Hader had a tough start on Monday for the Sky Sox. A couple of guys continue to hit well for them, though. Nate Orff and Kyle Wren turning some heads with their offensive production right now for the Sky Sox, who are 44-48-1 through Monday's games and eight games back in the American Northern Division of the PCL. They'd been playing pretty good baseball up until this latest slide. Double-A Biloxi, of course, that team has had some guys move up to Colorado Springs. It's been part of their struggles. 9-16 and 16 in the second half, four games back in the South Division of the Southern League. They got a big performance out of Brooks Hall on Monday night. He tossed seven scoreless innings, but they lost 2 to nothing to Birmingham. And uh, Johnny Davis doing some good things uh, for Biloxi. Brandon Woodruff, who had some, some tough news for him with his brother um, <clears throat> last week. Has been pitching very well here recently, though, and had a very good July 
on the mound, but our thoughts and prayers with Brandon Woodruff, who, again, lost his brother earlier this week. Class A, Brevard County. Uh, the Florida State League team has some uh, intriguing names there right now. Of course, uh, you're talking about Wendell Riho, who was just acquired uh, about two weeks ago uh, in the Aaron Hill trade through the Boston Red Sox. And uh, so he's there now. You got Corey Ray, the first round draft pick there as well. And Cody Ponce is the guy to pay attention to in Brevard County. He has been absolutely pitching up a storm. His last four starts have been really impressive for the Manatees. And he'll be taking the mound again here before the end of this week. Class A, Wisconsin. Uh, the Timber Rattlers, 12 and 13 in the second half. They're 34 and 36 in the first half. Uh, so playing, you know, just right around 500 baseball. Boy, has Isan Diaz been good since the calendar flipped to June. He's been a big deal for them. His 13th home run of the year came on Monday night uh, in their loss at Dayton. I had a chance to catch up with Isan late last month, and we sat down and talked about. A whole bunch of things. Isan Diaz is with us here from the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers on Brewers on Tap. And Isan, first and foremost, thanks for being with us. Most definitely, yeah, it's uh, good to be out here. Let's go back to the trade uh, that involved a lot of different guys, obviously, that, that brought you from the Diamondbacks over to the Brewers. What was your reaction when you found out the news, and how has the transition been to a new organization? Um, you know, it's a uh... When I found out, uh, I was kind of shocked. Obviously, you know, I wasn't really expecting something of that nature to to come around so early in my career. Um, you know, uh, as soon as I got the call from the Diamondbacks, um, you know, I immediately, uh, you know, told my parents and, uh, you know, explained to them what was going on. And, um, you know, they were actually kind of shocked as well. But, uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, it was something, uh, something new. You know, I couldn't, uh, you know, uh, you know, be more grateful, you know, to be a, a part of something like that such early in, uh, in my career. And, uh, you know, I'm very fortunate to be here and, uh, and be, uh, you know, a part of the Milwaukee Brewers organization. And, um, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, we continue to, to you know, uh, to work hard. And, well, hopefully we were going to continue to work hard and, uh, you know, hopefully get to the big leagues one day. You, um, you had a big year last year in the Pioneer League. You were the Pioneer League MVP. And so, like I said, probably shocked that you get traded, but at the same time, it means somebody really wants you. And is, does it take a second to, to grasp all of that when something like that goes down? Oh, most definitely. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, that, that going, you know, uh, you know, I know that, you know, the Milwaukee Brewers see something in me. And, uh, you know, my job now is to, is to, you know, perform to the best of my ability and show them that they didn't, you know, make a mistake. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, every day just go out and uh, and try to play as hard as I can, you know, and uh, you know just be the, you know, the kind of caliber player that they uh, they want me to be. You uh, went to high school in Massachusetts. You were born in Puerto Rico. D does does that diversity help you a little bit uh, in the clubhouse or just from a baseball standpoint? You think? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, being able to speak both languages does help. You know, uh, you know, being able to to guide those other Latin players that you know have trouble speaking the language and, um, you know, being, uh, being able to, to help them and see them, you know, uh, grow as a person, as a player, you know, explaining to them different ways, you know, on how I grew up speaking, you know, the language and how I learned, you know, it kind of is, a you know, something that, you know, makes, you know, makes someone feel good. And, um, you know, it's always great to, to have that, you know, in your back pocket, you know, to, you know, hopefully, you know, one day get to the big leagues and say, hey, yeah, you know, I speak both languages, you know, and, um, you know, I can be on the field and, and, and uh, 
and you know take care of, uh, of other players that don't you know speak the language as well and um, and guide players you know throughout the process what are your earliest memories of playing baseball um earliest you know um, I mean I believe uh, I have to say I mean if we're going back to you know when I was a kid I did the uh, Cooperstown tournament in New York you know that was kind of one of the highest you know, one of my favorite memories, you know, being a part of, uh, of that tournament was very special, especially coming from where we come from, you know, in Massachusetts, where, you know, not a lot of people get to be a part of something of that nature. And, uh, you know, just being there with the family and friends that, you know, I kind of grew up with, you know, it was kind of fun and kind of had that turning point to, you know, you know, say, hey, you know, this is kind of what I want to do. If, you know, this is hopefully I get a job, you know, and, and do this for the rest of my life, you know, and, um, you know, it kind of give you that feeling, you know, that you were a professional ball player for a week. And, uh, you know, it was great to be over there and, uh, and experience that. Erickson said you kind of emulate Robbie Cano a little bit. Is that a guy that you followed a lot in your career? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of started following him once I got to pro ball. You know, obviously I was a big Jeter fan when I was in high school and when I played younger, you know, in the little leagues and stuff like that. Obviously my dad was a big Jeter guy as well. And so was my grandfather. Um, you know, but I kind of kind of felt, you know, some some, you know, things with, with Cano as far as, you know, playing wise, you know, I kind of felt like we related a little bit in the game. Um, you know, I just found that, you know, kind of comfortability with the way he played and how I feel on the field, you know, and and it kind of, you know, gave me a lot of success, especially last year, um, you know, just finding that rhythm and that routine and in that comfort zone that just makes me feel good out on the ball field. You're a shortstop. You can play second base. Um, and, and that versatility obviously going to play well for you as you move forward and move up through this system. Do you, do you have a preference? Um, not really. I mean, uh, you know, I know, uh, you know, I can play them both. You know, wherever is it that, you know, they want me to play, then I'll play there. You know, whether it's second, you know, short. You know, um, my job is to just go out and, and compete and uh and perform to the best of my ability no matter what position I play. What surprised you about this level this year when you got your first taste of it? Um, you know, obviously the weather, you know, was a bit different. You know, at the beginning of the season, you know, it wasn't something that I've experienced, especially, uh, you know, consistently, you know, from month to month. Um, but, you know, it, it kind of taught us a lot as well, you know, as far as dealing with adversity and, and, and knowing, hey, you know, it's not going for us. You know, the weather is kind of, you know, a big issue and trying to find out different ways to kind of go through the through the struggle. You know, it kind of helped us see what kind of, you know, players we were between the ears, just like Maddie says all the time. And, and uh, you know, it kind of, uh, you know, it taught us a lot of what it is to kind of, you know, find different ways when your way is not working, you know, and, and uh, you know, now since the sun is out, it kind of makes the game a little bit more easier. And we always talk about, you know, those times where, hey, you know, when we used to play in the, in the cold weather and now we're in heat. So it kind of feels good to, to get out of that. And, um, but yeah, it was, uh, it, was, uh, it was very fun to actually go through something like that. You've had a really good June. You've, I mean, you've, you've really taken off. I think you had three more hits last night. Well, you know, what's been the key? You talked about the weather. Has there been other development in your game, do you feel like, over the last couple months? I think so. I think uh, I think I'm more – I've kind of captured some more stuff between the ears, you know, mentally. I've kind of spoken to, you know, a lot of people, you know, that I know as far as, like, you know, my dad and, 
and uh, the hitting coaches here and, um, you know, just trying to figure out different ways to, to be successful, you know, because obviously not every day is going to be your best day. So you got to try to figure out, you know, what works best for you for that day and try to continue it. And, uh, you know, lately, you know, I've been just trying to keep my hands close to my chest, you know, trying to keep short, quick swings to the ball and uh, just trying to, you know, put the ball and play hard. And, you know, lately they've been falling and uh, we'll continue to, to do that. You mentioned your dad a couple times. Has he been a big influence to you from uh, most, from day one? That man has been uh, he's he's been a big influence in my life, and uh, you know, obviously, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here today. And um, you know, he's uh, he's always you know the guy to you know give you those motivational speeches and and uh, you know give you that uh, that energy to to go out and perform uh, you know every day on a on a consistent basis. Isan, appreciate it. Thanks so much. All right, thank you. We continue by looking at rookie Helena, the Helena Brewers in the Pioneer League. Uh, Lucas Ursig's been tremendous for them. Uh, he's been moved up. He was two for four on Monday with two runs and two driven in a home run and a stolen base. He's been moved up now to Class A Wisconsin as Lucas Ursig uh, just tremendous through Monday's games, a five-game hitting streak, uh, multiple hits in four of those five games, and uh, was hitting an even 400 on the year with 11 extra base hits. Uh, through Monday's games for Lucas Ursig. The Helena Brewers 11-12 and 12 overall on the season. Here's what's on tap with the Brewers. Time to look at what's coming up for the crew. And, of course, that Cubs series this weekend. And then next week's win, uh, you got a chance to really come out and, and see some baseball on top of that Cubs series. That's Brewers and Diamondbacks. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It's a four-game series. Monday, remember, that's a 6.20. That's a 6.20 p.m. start on Monday. Uh, the $6 Miller High Life Monday. Terrace Reserve tickets are just $6. Tuesday, that's a 7.10 start. Wednesday, the 27th, a 7.10 start. And Thursday, the 28th, that one starts at 1.10 p.m. And, of course, kids 14 and under. And seniors, 60-plus, say 50% on tickets on Thursday afternoon for that 110 game. That's going to be Paul Goldschmidt and the Diamondbacks. Zach Greinke, they're all coming to town for that four-game set, and uh, that should be a good one. And then the Pirates come to town on the weekend. That's the 29th, 30th, and 31st, and there's something going on every night, uh, or every day at least, during that series. Free shirt Friday on Friday the 29th. It's 90s night on Saturday the 30th. That's a 6:10 start. Take note of that. And Sunday at 110, it's Jimmy Nelson Bobblehead Day. Plus, of course, the kids eat free Sunday. So there's going to be a ton of stuff for you to get in on. Uh, the free shirt Friday, that's a Brew Crew bottle cap T-shirt. All fans in attendance are going to get that. And then, of course, uh, the 90s night on Saturday night, uh, that's going to be pretty cool. You, I mean, you should participate in this. So wear your windbreaker, throw some neon clothes on. Uh, put a Walkman on, you know, all the good stuff, and throw it back to the 90s and get ready for the Pirates and the crew on that night. That is going to do it for us for this week's edition of Brewers on Tap. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next week for episode number 56. I'm Lane Crindle. Have a good week, everyone.